Hello and welcome to episode 89 of Destination Tokyo. It's Mark Shardlow here. Thank you for listening and thank you for all of you who've followed the journey of this podcast over the last 88 episodes. It's really remarkable what's happened over that time, both here in the UK and overseas. And as far as the Olympics and Paralympics are concerned, the will it happen, won't it happen question still doesn't seem to go away. But as far as Team GB is concerned, there's 100% confidence it will happen in July. So what's the last year been like trying to pave the way for the athletes to sort out all the detail, the travel, accommodation, training facilities and so on? And then the fine details too that put the athletes in the best possible place physically and mentally before they compete. The team boss, the chef de mission, is Mark England. Mark's been the deputy at six games and led the team since the European Games in Baku in Azerbaijan in 2015. And that time has included the Rio Games five years ago. So how has this one been for Mark? The layers of complexity, I think, around this particular Olympic cycle and um, obviously dealing with a very, very complex set of circumstances you know there's no question it has challenged us but it's challenged us in a good way it's meant that we've had to revisit our our processes and uh, revisit our plans and um, you know everybody's completely risen to the challenge on that so we're in good shape and we're looking forward to the games one of the practical things that's always struck me at games and um, you know if i think back to to rio as well is the the attention to detail and the many trips you'd have had out there with your team, looking at the village and making sure that everything that the athlete could possibly want is there to pave the way, really. And I guess you've had few trips to Tokyo over the last 12, 18 months. So does that change things? We've had zero trips to Tokyo over the last 12 months. Um, and interestingly, we were actually in Tokyo. I was in Tokyo in February twenty. 20 and March 2020 as well and the second one the first one was with the IOC and the Tokyo organizing committee the second one was with our team leaders and we were effectively we were showcasing the team leaders our plans and, and our um, the venues that we were going to be using our pre-games training camp and our performance lodge and um, so we, we took them into Yokohama and Kawasaki and um, and then obviously we, we were looking at um, support um, for sailing and cycling down at Inoshima and Izu. So it was a very comprehensive visit, but we were showcasing that and we were, we were putting the, um, the final touches to it. And so actually the last 12 months has been... Not a case of hitting the panic button and 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 thinking, well, you know, how how are we going to do all of this and 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 what are we going to do now? It's postponed, but very much in terms of trying to encourage our partners in in Yokohama and and, and Kawasaki and at Kei University, trying to encourage them that that we wanted that footprint and we wanted that footprint to to remain, and and thankfully, you know, the athletes over the past five years using those facilities, using the international pool at Yokohama, the gymnasts um, here today using KO University, the triathletes, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty well-trodden path for Yokohama for them. They've done absolutely amazing work, Mark, in the, in the community, you know, giving um, time at schools, giving time to 
um, support whatever um, cause that you know that has been presented to them. That the final outcome of it has been very, very positive and, and very, very good. And I, you know, I would say we're in better shape than any other National Olympic Committee now going into the games. Really? So the plans are still the same. Then you're going to go out to the prep camp at K University and effectively do what you would have done 12 months ago. Yeah, in fact, in fact, it's re, it's been reinforced, Mark, because. Um, you may be familiar with the period of stay guidelines now that the IOC and Tokyo 2020 organising committee have imposed. So it's not the it's not arrive, um, acclimatise, maybe do some pre-games training and go into the Olympic Village and, and spend you know 21 days, three weeks, or even more for some in some cases at the Olympic Village. You can only enter the Olympic Village with five, six days before your competition. Uh, training venues will only open five days before competition and you must leave the village two days afterwards. So actually it, it has accentuated the importance of our partnership with the local community in, in, in Tokyo or, or Greater Tokyo. Uh, and it has um, accentuated the importance of having that, that footprint in, in, in place. And, you know, for those countries that don't have that, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how they acclimatise and, and perform now. What about the athlete experience? I mean, often the Games is about um, the whole Olympic experience. It could be a once in a lifetime, but it is about the village and spending 20 odd days in the village, your friends and family coming over and supporting. I mean, those things aren't going to happen. That's, you know, the bottom line, really, isn't it? Can you do anything to replicate that? Can you do anything to give the athletes something more? Or is it really just about competing and they're at the Games and these are the times we have to live with? No, no, no. Uh, again, you know, we, we are working really hard. The athlete experience and, and the importance of understanding what the Olympics are about, the raising of the Olympic flag or, and the raising of your own flag, going to the opening ceremony, going to the closing ceremony, being part of that is, is a huge part. That experience, as you, 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 you comment, it, it, it is a really important part of um, an athlete's journey at the Olympic Games. Of course, they're there to perform. Of course, they're there to do the best that they possibly can. And, and for the, some of them, they're fortunate enough to, to win medals. And, you know, in Great Britain's case, we had about 115 medalists from, from Rio de Janeiro. You know, it was fantastic. But that athlete experience is, is really important too and an understanding about the history of the Olympic Games. And so we work really hard on that and we're still putting our plans together. We're still working very hard with, what we call nearest and dearest, our families and friends back home, they can't travel, but we're working really hard to do something back in the UK, connecting families, connecting families from individual sports, connecting families from Team GB, uh, you know, and celebrating and hoping they can join that celebration with us. So um, it's a work in progress, but we're, we're getting there. What about the news last week that the vaccinations are being offered and being given? I know some athletes had some this weekend. Um that must be a headache removed from your point of view. We've always said, and the, the IOC have always said, um, and been consistent in this, as, as we have, that um, uh, having a vaccination for the Games is not a prerequisite of, of participating and, and, and attending. And we've always said that, that we don't plan and, and, and we should not queue jump. You know, there's a significant number of vulnerable people in the, in, in the community that, that we wanted to support having having um, the vaccine before us. Having said that, terrific news that, um, that only last Friday the government approved the 
the IOC Pfizer partnership to to allow us to have um, allow the delegation to have the, the the Pfizer vaccine. Hopefully, we can squeeze a couple of those in. We're working really hard over the weekend and and this week with all of the sports to make sure that can happen for those that want to, to have the vaccine. And and a really important message is that you know we still haven't queue jumped. You know we are not taking vaccines out of the community. Uh, away from vulnerable and, and and those in need of the vaccine. These are additional vaccinations that um, the IOC in partnership with Pfizer have, have approved for use in the UK. So that's a great story as well. Well, thanks, Mark. I think it's going to be um, a crazy two or three months for you. I don't know when you'll be able to sit back and relax and think, wow, that was uh, that was quite something. But I hope you can at some stage and I hope it's a success for you. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate the call. That's Mark England, Team GB's Chef Demission and all the best for the final countdown. Mark flying out to Tokyo in just over a month's time. In the coming days on this podcast, we'll talk to Mark's Paralympic counterpart next week too. That's all to come on Destination Tokyo in the coming episodes. Thanks again for your support. Uh, You'll remember that I'm raising money for Maggie's Cancer Centres by making these podcasts and bringing awareness to the great work they're doing. If you want to give a small donation then please see the show notes or go to justgiving.com and search Destination Tokyo. Just the price of a cup of coffee, two or three pounds, would be fantastic. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you on the next one. Bye bye.